Refresh My Memory, the podcast about movies, memories, and refreshing beverages. I'm Eric Fell. I'm Jason Dedrick. And I'm Vicki Van. We're going to be talking about Fast Times at Ridgemont High from 1982, directed by Amy Heckerling and written by Cameron Crowe. Mm. Now, <laughs> did anybody watch it when it first came out in 1982? I did not watch it when it came out in 1982. <laughs> I did not either. I was seven years old when it came out, so it was really not my cup of tea uh, or uh, legally allowed for me to watch it. Uh, I have, however, often seen the Phoebe Cates getting out of the pool scene because it's all over the internet (laughs) of like, hey, famous boob scenes. (laughs) (laughs) So I've seen that scene. Uh, That's my only experience watching this movie was, was her getting out of the pool and looking fabulous. Was this your first time watching the film in total? Oh, 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 cool, cool. Yeah, I was too young. I was, this came out the same year as E.T. and Wrath of Khan. (laughs) Yeah. Those were my perspective. (laughs) Yeah. So I was more the E.T. age. Yeah, I was like six. Um, And look, of course, looking back on 1982 is infamously packed with great films and films that people seem to remember, right? Wasn't like Blade Runner and the thing opened on the same day? Mm. Like it was, yeah. So I caught this later on um, on VHS. I was probably too young to have watched it. Um, <laughs> and it just, it didn't click with me when I was, you know, I probably saw it when I was like 11 mm. or 12. And I, I, I none of the subject matter <laughs> um, was of interest to me. I thought that, you know, Spicoli was funny. Um, I saw it on TV, so I did not see the entirety of the Phoebe Cates scene. Yeah. Uh, but I was like, it's like, oh, she's from Gremlins. That was my... <laughs> what what's happened to her? Yeah, she's from Gremlins. Um, so it didn't really um, mesh with me. Um, I didn't get that same, you know, click as I have with other films. For example, our last... Um, our previous episode, we did Clueless, mm-hmm. another Amy Heckerling film. Another one I didn't see till later on, but I that one I felt clicked with me because I lived through the mid '90s around that yeah. age. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this one of course was was written by Cameron Crowe based on his book, and he went pretty much undercover as a high school student because he missed his last year of high school to make what became almost famous. Yes. Um, and he chronicled the lives of these kids. And watching it now. First of all, watching it now as a 47-year-old, I'm like, oh, I shouldn't be looking at this. <laughs> I shouldn't. No, that is that is someone. Oh, do I want to Google that person's age right now That of that part? That, no, I don't. Uh. They were all of age, but they in the movie, they are not. Yeah. They are not. Yeah. 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 And I understand that it was rated X at one point. Mm. Um, I could see that. Because... Um, <laughs> um, Jennifer Jason Lee's character and um, the what was his name Damone guy, the ticket scalper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't like using that word. That ticket broker. Yeah, I don't. It was the word they used in the movie. I, I, Mike I, Damone. Yeah, Mike Damone. I apologize for using that word. It's a uh, old vocabulary. I don't care for it. <laughs> um, but um, apparently, they were. It was a much longer and more awkward sex scene in yeah. which it was frontal nudity for him as well. And Amy Heckerling wanted to show the awkwardness and the uncertainty. And that's one of the things I did notice in the movie. It's like, oh, this this isn't just a bunch of um, horny teenagers trying to trying to get some, like a Meatballs film or a Porky's <laughs> movie. It, it really did feel like, because there weren't like, um, oh, what's the term? There weren't a lot of social delineation 
there wasn't a lot of social delineation. It's like these are the nerds, these mm-hmm. are the jocks, these are right. Like it wasn't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like compared to say a John Hughes movie, mm-hmm. um, this felt this did feel more authentic. Does yeah. anybody else find that? Yeah, I hadn't thought of it before, but yeah, when you when you look at it, everyone's friends with everyone. Um, I think the only person anyone's intimidated by is is the Forrest Whitaker character. <laughs> right. um, and but everyone's kind of just interchangeable with friendship-wise. They like they they talk to each other without Yes, the, like they might acknowledge somehow yeah. in their in their dealings what that person would be in a clique, but yeah. it's not that there is the nerds and the jocks and the this and the that yeah. and and uh, yeah, yeah. I uh, I would have been uh, twelve or thirteen when it came out. I would have been too young to see it, although I probably could have gained access mm-hmm. to it. But I was a, a good kid, and so I wouldn't <laughs> have you know I wouldn't have gone to see it. And then by the time this is sort of funny, by the time it was part of the vernacular, like uh, three years later, say. Uh, my group uh, that included some cool people, it wasn't just my little nerdy group, would make fun of it. Like it did not have a lasting power three years after it. We were already, we were mocking it. Like the Spicoli oh. character was not a, 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 a character of admiration or of or, or even of fun. It was just like, whoa. Just like, <laughs> oh, that guy's an idiot. And he just <laughs> is an idiot. And so it's kind of funny. And so I had never, I had never seen it. I'd seen clips of it. I knew enough to know that there was a lot of mall stuff. And so this was my first time watching it, and yeah, I did. Uh, I would say overall, I didn't really enjoy. <laughs> I didn't really enjoy it. No, and that's yeah, that's much. totally fair. I can totally yeah. see that. Um, speaking of malls, I just through the whole thing. Thing I was just pointing out all the stores in the background. <laughs> like I didn't know this. There was a record store called Licorice Pizza. Yeah. And I went, oh, that's why the movie's called Licorice Pizza. And then I realized a record is a licorice pizza. Yeah. Like, it just all clicked. It just all got <laughs> like, oh. The place. Yeah. Well, because before the, before the movie Licorice Pizza, I had not heard the term licorice yeah, pizza. Yeah, um, But yeah, the mall stuff to me, I was like, yeah, yeah, I remember that from being a kid. Yeah. Like, um, but not that I worked it, but that I experienced a lower version of it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, I do, yeah, I do recall that. Yeah, I remember, uh, I was, I think we were all kind of on the tail end of mall culture. Like, this was the peak like the early 80s was peak mall culture for teens. Yes. And I, I, when I was in like grade six to nine, we hung out at the mall a lot, but then it sort of petered off. I, um, do you think it was driver's licenses? Yeah, probably. Yeah. And uh, just, you know, drinking and, and drugs become more of an important <laughs> thing to you. You can't do those at the mall. <laughs> Unless you're, I don't know, Kevin Smith or something. And what was your mall of choice? Uh, We would go to Guilford Center. Yeah. Yes. When I was young, it was Coquitlam Center because we lived in Coquitlam. Right. Um, And both Galleria type situation. At least two floors. Yeah. Guilford has, yeah, Guilford had the two floors and the fountain. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And the glass elevator. And the glass elevator. (laughs) Yeah. And the movie theaters. And the Mm. movie theaters. Yes. Yeah. We were big movie fans even back then, so... Anywhere that had a movie theater, we would hang out and we would do a little shopping and then definitely go see a movie and then get something to eat and and then run out of money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Our mall was Semiamu Mall, and oh, yeah. it was a one-level, not-much-fun mall, but mm. it still worked. You yeah. know, you, you parked your your bike at one end, and then the three of you would wander through, cause some sort of mayhem. There was an arcade, <laughs> Circuit Ooh. Circus, 
which Ooh, was yeah. very cool. We did and it not was, have one of those. It had that vibe of, uh, uh, you know, the city was always going to shut it down. It yeah. felt like... Um, <laughs> <laughs> and they did one day. <laughs> that was another thing in the movie. When, when they, As soon as they showed the arcade games, I was just like, oh, that's... Uh, see, that's Galaxy. That's not as good a game as Galaga. <laughs> but pretty um, similar. Yeah. yeah. I think, well, our mall of choice, um, our mall of... Proximity was Scottsdale Mall, mm. but we would frequently head up to Guilford or to Surrey Place, depending mm, on nice. uh, what bus we wanted to take. Yeah, and then we would, yeah, we'd cause the trouble there. But we did have an arcade uh, separate from the mall in North Delta, up on Sixty uh, Fourth and One Hundred Twentieth. For all you Delta <laughs> folks out there, <laughs> get on Google Maps right now. Yeah, get the Google Maps out there, and uh, yeah, that was fun. On I'm the Safeway there. corner, uh, uh, it would be across the street from the Safeway, um, maybe close to the Sundowner. Mm. Mm. I think the Sundowner's gone. Yeah. The Sundowner's gone. I don't know. I haven't been there in years now. Um, but uh, one thing that I do remember from this film is I have, uh, is Spicoli had a shirt that said, um, uh, Mr. Zog's Sex Wax. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed that. I did not. I saw that. I did because it was a well-known surf wax. And I went to California when I was like 11 or 12, about 12 years old. And um, one of the people we stayed with was like this surfer. And he used Mr. Zog's sex wax on his board. And said, Mr. Zog's sex wax, the best for your stick. And I thought that was the funniest thing in the world. <laughs> and I bought a, uh, I bought a keychain, a Mr. Zog's sex wax keychain. Yeah. And I put it on my, uh, uh, you know, my keys. Um, and I, it was immediately sent to the office at school. <laughs> and a few years ago, uh, when my parents were moving away, um, they had, uh, you know, there's like, here's some of your crap, Eric. And I opened up the box and oh my, I, my current keychain, we'll get a picture of this up on the on the website, is the Mr. Zog's Sex Wax keychain. Wow. wow. So what year is this that's from? That's ancient. Um, I'm going to say that's like 87, 88. Wow. So, so it's a few years after the movie, but um, yeah, it's a pretty, you know, it's just a, it's a hunk of plastic, yeah. so it's still okay. Yeah. yeah. It's not yellowed or anything. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah. Pretty quality. So, uh, that, was, that was pretty cool. <laughs> it is. I love that as a tie-in. Holy yeah. cow. I remember, uh, for some reason, I really wanted this shirt that said, where the hell is Grass Valley, California, on it, when I was in grade five. Mm-hmm. And uh, I wore it to school one day, and I got called into the principal's office as well. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that funny? Yeah, I don't that... know why my parents thought it was, it was hilarious okay. that it okay that I wear that to school or even buy it. But uh, I guess I was really whiny about it. I was like, this is funny. <laughs> <laughs> I call it Grass Valley, California. Where the hell is Grass Valley, California? <laughs> I don't know. That's the, that's Google the question. Google that too. Yeah. It's another, so we'll need to know <laughs> 64th and 120th in Grass Valley, California, and the best route to get there. Um, the mall culture was so fascinating because uh, it was this... Ah, the mall... I said, <laughs> are you Orson Welles? <laughs> ah, the French champagne. <laughs> I thought it felt right. Orson Welles Heckerfest that we've got going yeah, on here. I love so it. Like, I love it. <laughs> well, I was at the mall one time. <laughs> and there was an Orange Julius. Orange Julius uh, sold a frosty orange uh, Julius's. <laughs> I, I recall the Orange Julius, and I also recall what happened to Orange Julius's when they lost the Orange Julius license. <laughs> what happened? They just became orange. I did oh. not know that. There's a very famous song on the internet 
made by a couple of people that we know. <laughs> okay. Someone who is sitting at a microphone right now oh, who yeah. probably has more to say about it than I do. Uh, the Kingsgate Mall video. There used to be an Orange Julius there. And uh, was it an Orange Julius? It was, yeah. Uh, now it's it's called Orange and it completely blanked that that that, that was in the video that I made. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, if you don't get the license, you just call yourself Orange. Well. And continue on making frosty <laughs> orange drinks. The one that was in Sammy Mall, and this popped into my head just because we were talking about malls. Uh, my friend Marcel and I went there after school one day. He says, I think I'm going to get an Orange Julius. I said, oh, okay. <laughs> he went up, and the guy behind the counter, that's much like uh, Brad, I guess, in the, in the movie here. He says, uh, what size do you want? He said, I'll have a medium Orange Julius. You want an egg in it? <laughs> and Marcel said, an egg? He says, yeah, sometimes people get eggs in it. So Marcel said, yeah, okay, yeah, put an egg in it. He puts an egg in it. And then the guy said, do you want the shell in it? <laughs> what? Mar what? Marcel said, the, sh the shell? He says, yeah, sometimes people want the shell in it. Marcel said, I don't want the shell in it. <laughs> We went up, I remember us drinking outside and just laughing hysterically. The, something else weird had already happened that day, but my God, uh, who would put the shell? I, 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 anyway. It's I, a good I, source of calcium for people who don't. I guess have. that's it, but could you blend it enough? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, you couldn't. I don't recall egg being an option. No. And the malls I went to had the Orange Juliuses. Mm. I mean, I honestly, I focus more on the hot dogs yes. than the uh, Orange Juliuses. And it's Julius, not Julii, because Julius is a proper name and uh, not a noun for all you Latin nerds out there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm just making that up. I'm just totally making it up. We had a sketch called Mall Cop. And in it, there was a character called Orange Julia. And she was called Orange Julia because she worked at the Orange Julius. And when the mall cop character said, every time I go over there, she gives me a big wiener. <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> anyway. So how are we segueing to these drinks we're having? I'm segueing in because the other thing that I used to drink at the mall would be a malted uh, thing, the Willy Woozle. There was a Woozle and there was a malt stop. Wow. Oh, I remember the malt stop. Yeah. It was always know. under the escalator. You came down the escalator and then you came around and it was underneath the escalator. <laughs> yes, I would I would go there when at uh, the Guilford, they would have like a thing under the escalator when my parents would go to the liquor store. Yeah, that's right, down at the Eaton's end there. Yeah. And at Surrey Place, it was under the other escalator there. <laughs> there was a huge birdcage at the one end of the mall. Of a... <laughs> and, then, and then, yeah. Controlled the mall. Uh, so we, uh, we, there's not a lot of drinking in the movie, so we thought a malt would be just the sort of thing. But there's a coffee truck somewhere in the world that made a bunch of drinks based on the characters at Fast Times at Ridgemont High. The malt is called the Brad. Mm. And what you have before you is a delicious Brad <laughs> I didn't grow up in malted drinks. This is very new for me, the, the malted chocolates. Yeah, that's a my, my funny thing. My parents were immigrants, so... <laughs> <laughs> so we had, like, a, a very weird Finnish and Latin American drinks around the house. <laughs> I can't remember names of things. Uh, what was it? Ovaltine. Is Ovaltine malted? Yeah. I think then I is. did have malted <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Only daily, all your childhood. <laughs> That's why it tastes so familiar. 
Oh, yeah. No, it's good. Yeah, we would actually have malt at the house and we would put it in stuff. I would, I would make milkshakes. I would pride myself as a kid on making great milkshakes. Looking back on it, it was vanilla ice cream, uh, chocolate syrup, uh, malt. No, that's it. Uh, <laughs> I was like, oh, they're so thick and rich. Yeah, it's just ice cream. <laughs> but that's what a good shake was. Anytime you had a shake as a kid, you immediately pulled on the straw and the straw would collapse on itself like a spacecraft that's been pressurized. <laughs> It was a uh, it was a, a destructive thing. You had to you, every uh, McDonald's milkshake was a, a struggle a struggle in suction. Oh yeah, that was I remember the McDonald's milkshake. Now I want a McDonald's milkshake. Yeah. <laughs> Although this is incredibly delicious, by the way. <laughs> yes, and it's got Whoppers on top of it, mm-hmm. which I never even understood. That, even though I that said that they were malt balls, and the, the, the fact that malt malt, yeah. malt malt meant nothing to me. There was I malt think these vinegar. Are Maltesers, actually. Oh, but is a Whopper not a Malteser? I don't know. Let's talk to Michael Malteser, <laughs> my favorite. <laughs> Folks, uh, what side uh, do you come down on on the Whopper Maltesers debate? Please send any uh, send your uh, opinions to sneaky at sneakydragon.com. Just going to put I that think, out there. I think Whoppers are bigger than Maltesers. They're rounder. Mm. They're less, like, Maltesers are a little more uh, not uniform-shaped. Well, for well, they're little. They're, they're, malt- they're Maltesers. They're the little <laughs> ones, and the big ones are the Whoppers. Yeah. I don't know why I did that voice. I apologize. <laughs> that was the milkshake. What was that voice? That was like almost Jonathan Banks. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so for Fast Times at Ridgemont High, uh, this chronicle of youth of the early '80s. What kind of drink would that be? <laughs> <laughs> Dirty. It's gonna be <laughs> some kind of. He's like, uh, well, yeah. What's an uncomfortable liqueur? That's right. Something young with alcohol in it. That's right. Spilt very... on me. <laughs> I don't know. You know, if, if you were gonna make a serious a serious drink out of this thing, the only thing that everybody seems to agree on in this show, other than uh, underage sex, is, <laughs> is, uh, is uh, pizza. Oh, yeah. Could you create a drink uh, on the vein of a Bloody Mary or, or a Caesar, but that's going to have more pizza flavoring? So it's tomatoey oh. base. Yeah, oh. like a Slim Jim um, instead of celery. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. <laughs> now, keep in mind, someone's going to have to drink this. That's right. Well, I mean, do you like a Caesar? Do you like a Bloody Mary? Or are you not a Caesar Bloody Mary? Um, I'm, I'm more of a Bloody Mary than a Caesar because I'm not a big fan of clam in my drink. <laughs> That was a deleted scene from the movie. <laughs> That's what brought that X rating down. <laughs> so, I understand that. So, yeah, but somebody get the idea that a uh, yeah, savory drink can, can certainly and, and that is a very famous scene in the film, um, is Spicoli ordering pizza to class. Yes. Um, so, if we can get some sort of savory drink. I don't think there's enough savory drinks out there. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think there's so much focus on uh, sweet drinks. That we don't. There's not. There's a place I go to um, that that has. I've mentioned it before. The beef back, which is a shot of whiskey and a shot of au jus. That's that's kind of my bag. Mm. Um, so yeah, some sort of savory, mm. a savory pizza e drink. Yes. <laughs> so it's a, it's a I tomato. put cheese in a drink. <laughs> parmesan. You could just oh. put a sprinkle of parmesan on it, or you could rim the uh, the glass. Oh, oh you could yeah. rim the glass with parmesan. Yeah. You could a uh, single basil leaf. 
for oh, garnish. Yeah. Mm, we're going margarita here. It's, yeah. a, it's a margarita pizza drink, but it's not a margarita drink pizza. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then, yeah, like a um, like a, a, pep, a pep stick. Yeah. Yeah. A pep stick is a garnish. Um, that could be it. Um, I'm trying to think of other... I couldn't really place specific drinks besides this delicious malted. But yeah, there's, it's, there's so much pizza in it. It's almost as if Spicoli moved to the sewers and <laughs> turned into a turtle. Hey. There we go. So, final thoughts on Amy Heckerling and Cameron Crowe's Fast Times at Ridgemont High. I guess there's a place for it. Uh, the other thing that I would that didn't work for me is because it was just uh, when we did Clueless, that group was slightly younger than me. This group is slightly older than me, so I don't. Uh, the stuff that was going on <laughs> didn't really speak to me. <laughs> and when it got a little bit too, I sound like such a prude, but I don't think I am. I think it's. I think it was wrong. I think it's wrong in the in the show when they say that it's wrong. Uh, the, particularly the first deal, the, the guy that works at the stereo place, Don, or whatever the hell his name. Oh, Ron Johnson, or yeah, Ron Johnson. <laughs> just, I think. I don't know. The whole thing is just. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. No, no. I, I know what you mean because watching it as a kid, you're like, oh, these these people are older than me, and watching it now, it's like these people are children. <laughs> it's such an interesting point of view. But I mean, I if I think of it in sort of terms of a fictionalized chronicle of stuff that was really going on, yeah. Then I'm like, oh, okay. It's probably not one I'll revisit. Mm. Vicky? Uh, watching it as an adult, I, I was amazed at Sean Penn being this sweet, kind of dumb, <laughs> dumb bro guy, surfer dude. Uh, it's not a role you see him do anymore. Um, and he just became famous for being such a actor, you know, that um, it's, uh, it was a little jarring to see him as like the surfer dude. Uh, but he did it so well. Like uh, I think that's one of the things that stood out for me. And the other was um, for a movie in the early '80s, the Stacey Hamilton role. Um, Jennifer Jason Lee has so much agency. Like yeah. she decides to have sex. She decides to go after these people. Like she she's the one who's instigating most of these actions, which you don't see in a lot of movies of that time at all. Uh, she's very in control and very, you know, she just, this is her life and she doesn't really have too many regrets at the end. She's just like, oh, I think I want to have a relationship instead of just sex. And you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she has a, like, like a, her and her brother have like a decent yeah. relationship. I didn't feel like it was a movie relationship. Yeah. I felt, oh yeah, that's brother and sister. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, Ferris Bueller or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I keep comparing it to John Hughes, which I think is a fair comparison. Yeah. And it was definitely more grounded than, than John mm-hmm. Hughes. Yeah, yeah. Now, did you notice the background characters in this? Yes. There's a lot of like looking at the stars. <laughs> yeah, like like Anthony Edwards and Nicholas oh, yeah, and Nicholas yeah. Cage Nicholas had Cage. a dialogue free role. Yeah, but he gets a big yeah gets a big credit. And he's but, yeah he's credited as Nicholas Coppola. Yeah. yeah. He apparently uh, auditioned for Brad and a, a couple of the other act, uh, parts. Uh, but he was too young. They, he lied about his age, and then they found out he was only seventeen, so they he wouldn't be able to work as many hours as the other actors. So they kept him on, but as a bit player. Right. So it seems to me too that it's it's very uh it's kind of episodic, but 
maybe I'm a dumb guy. I sometimes need those. I I can't just go by seasonal cues. Say three weeks later, or or, or <laughs> next month, or <laughs> so the springtime. So the Santa Claus hats did nothing for you. <laughs> that was the only one that I really got without the Christmas element and the fact that it's Cal. Is it California? Yeah. Yeah, it's California. Yeah. Christmas in California <laughs> looks the same as every other yeah. time of year. Oh yeah, it's just you're like what? Oh, it's a Shane Black movie now. Okay, I see what's happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think some of the some of the elements that happen in it. It would might have made a more interesting eight-part series hmm. to revisit to, to to see some of the of the struggles that they go through and the decisions they make. Like by the by the end, when when uh, when uh, Judge Reinhold there uh, freaks out uh, at the with the coffee and the whole deal, I I felt I watched it. I was like, is this supposed to be some release? Am I supposed to feel that? Uh, am, am I worried about him? He's gonna be fine. He's just moving from job to job because he's or is. Am I? Am I? Is he going to snap? Is he going to kill people? <laughs> well, that could what, be, <laughs> that could be the the perspective now, right? Now, not watching it as a kid, watching it as an adult, I, it'll be fine. But back then, you're like, oh, oh, snap, do it, do it, Brad. <laughs> Just uh, yeah. Speaking speaking of Brad's, we had a drink called the Brad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we should probably name our oh, yeah. our our drink. We didn't name our drink. Uh, uh hand job after our favorite teacher. <laughs> Or a Spicoli after our favorite student. Yeah. I mean, Mr. <laughs> Hand's order, right? Something to do with Mr. Hand. I love Mr. Hand. Ray Walston, who keeps popping up in great movies. He was in the apartment as one of the uh, one oh, of the bosses. Yeah. One of the hey, wow. buddy boy. You know, he was that guy. Oh, okay. I had to look, see what year he was born because I was afraid that I was going to look him up and he was going, you know, he was only 50 when he did Fast Times at Ridgemont High. <laughs> That's a thing. I Thank wanna... God he was old. There is one thing I want to mention. Rat had a Popeye shirt on. Yes. And it's the Robert Altman Popeye movie. <laughs> oh. And Ray Walston plays Pappy in 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 that. Yes, very I, cool. I remember wa- looking at that because I watched it with Katie, and I'm like, look at that shirt. That's a Popeye shirt. It's like, yeah. I'm like, no, no, you don't understand. That's Robert Altman's Popeye. A famously, like, like it bombed a huge. <laughs> and it was weird to see it on a shirt, and the guy wore it twice. Um, but yeah, what do we name that drink? Um, Mr. Hands. Detention? I don't know. <laughs> Mr. Hands something. Um, what were the... Uh, uh, I mean, Spicoli, I mean, Spicoli's order? If we could call Spicoli's, Spicoli's order, order or the licorice pizza. <laughs> <laughs> We'd have to put licorice in it as well. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, let's not do that. But um, Phoebe Cates and... Uh, didn't they work at a pizza joint too? I, yeah, because they were making Phoebe's those square ones. Pizza? Yeah. Perry's pizza? Perry's pizza. Perry's. Yeah. Hmm. Perry's menopause? <laughs> <laughs> how, about the pe- how about just the pizza guy? Because I think that's... Oh, um, yeah. Who's that guy? Oh, I. you know what? His name is escaping me, mm. and, it, and it's a shame because I actually saw him do stand-up live. Taylor Taylor Negron oh. was his name. Uh, right. Incredibly funny. Yeah, I got to see him live one time when I was like uh, a kid. Very, very, very funny. Yes, I saw him in a Friends episode a couple of weeks ago. So, yeah, yeah he was like all over the place everywhere. as a guest star and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, what about the pizza guy? Let's call it the pizza, pizza guy. guy. I like that. I love that. And I love that I saw Popeye... At Guilford Mall. <laughs> We're bringing it back. There We're we bringing go. it back, folks. All folks, if, if you want to make yourself the pizza guy, take a picture. Send it our way along with any questions, comments, etc. to sneakyd at sneakydragon.com. Uh, I'm Eric Fell, and you can find me at Eric Fell on all of your local internets. <laughs> I'm Jason Dedrick. You can just find me here and on seasonal releases from the Sneaky Dragon podcast. <laughs> I'm Vicky Van, and... Where can you find me? On Twitter or X or whatever. Uh, I'm shut up nerd. At shut up nerd. Um, 
which is it's a little negative, but it, it was a joke at the time, and <laughs> <laughs> it's just something I used to say to my sister all the time. So. <laughs> Oh, well, thank you so much. And uh, yeah, have a great rest of your listening to other things that aren't us. Or just listen to this again. Thanks. I did it. I did it again. (laughs) Bye. Stay out of the pool house. Stay out of the pool house. (laughs)